Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So I have had the pleasure of getting to know today's guest, Kathy, and her business over the past year or so through a mastermind we were in together. And you guys, she has so much knowledge to share on everything, design, branding, business in general, and more. Like she always amazes me with all the awesome stuff she knows. She has a super impressive background with a minor in 3D animation and a major in art and design. And she taught herself coding, creating her first website 20 years ago. In 2008, she used her design and web background to create her business, Love Inspired, where 10 years later, she's worked on over a thousand projects for female business owners. And her work is gorgeous. You guys, if you've never been to her website to check out her work, you gotta go because it's good stuff. Um, But for the past five years, she has also been teaching and speaking at conferences all over the country to inspire other creative business owners. And even more recently, she has learned all about what a different sales funnels can make in a design business, which I feel like isn't something we get to hear too much about. So we are so excited to welcome her on today to give us a little look at what's what like the funnels have done for her business and how we can get started implementing our own. So welcome, Kathy. We are so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. That made me sound very cool and also really old. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you might say something when I said 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, Kathy, um, I actually know a little bit about you as well, but for um, our listeners who are maybe like, I don't know who this chick is, um, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about yourself, how you actually got started with your design business, um, maybe what some of the biggest challenges you've seen are, and just what everything looks like today. Sure. Yeah. So I have been a lifelong creative. I mean, just forever, always kind of figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up. I always knew it was something creative, but I wasn't sure what. And I think it's also because that the things that I am now didn't exist, you know, back then. So it's kind of like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you have no idea. Um, But I am a total accidental entrepreneur. I always thought that I would work for, you know, a design agency or for somebody else. I just never thought it was going to look like this. And, um, and even, you know, starting this, you know, 10 years ago, it looked a lot different than it does today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's almost unrecognizable. And so when people come to me and they ask me about like, oh, what would you do? What would you tell yourself? And I'm like, everything is so different now. So it's like, it's a different ball game. So it's hard to say, what would I tell myself then versus now? I would tell myself something different now if I was starting my business now than then because things were just so different. So um, I would say the the biggest change that I've seen 
over, um, you know, the 10 years I've been in business, but just even the last, gosh, two years, right? <laughs> like things are just changing yeah. so fast, um, is that it is so much harder to be found like online. It's so much harder to stand out as a designer. Um, when I first started, you know, actually when I first, first started, like I, you know, like Krista was saying, I, I did my first website 20 years ago or something. Um, there wasn't, it was, I kind of, got into this place of not a lot of people were doing what I was doing. I had to really, I had to actually, actually explain to people what a graphic designer was. Like they, I, I would say I want to be a graphic designer and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, you know, like when you go to the store and you see like, you know, a brand on the shelf, like your cereal, like, like a graphic designer made that. Like I had to explain that. And it sounds so ridiculous now <laughs> yeah. because everybody knows, you know, you, you throw a rock outside and you hit a, hit a graphic designer, right? <laughs> like, like they're, they're everywhere now, but I, I don't know if they just, I think it was a very, like prestigious sort of thing and kind of this underground like I don't know what it was what the deal was with that but um you know now it's like gosh everybody's oh I know what graphic is oh this like every time I'm sure you guys get it too like oh I'm a designer or I'm a coder and they're like oh I know oh my cousin does that or my brother or my, like somebody knows somebody that's like a designer right yeah. um and so yeah so I think back then it was all about like paving these paths that didn't exist. Whereas now it's like these paths are like well-traveled, right? So now it's like, can we find these back roads that don't exist? Or how, how do we do something that's different that everyone else isn't doing? How do we stand out when there's so many people doing what we do? Because we are different. We all are different. And so that's like the biggest thing I think now is that it's, it's just a different route to find that newness, but it's still, it's still fun and it's still super interesting and, um, and very frustrating and overwhelming as well. But, but still fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. How have you like kept up with like learning all these new things that you go with things changing so much? Have you felt like you're doing anything specific to kind of keep every keep relevant, I guess, even because if you were doing today, what you did when you started 10 years ago, you probably wouldn't be on the podcast right now or even have a business anymore. So how are you yeah. like, keeping up to date with all the new things that we have to constantly be doing? That's a really good question. I think that it depends on where you are in business, like too. Like if I, I think there's, I think you're in a constant learning phase all of the time. So it's not just yeah. for people that just started their business. I think you're always learning, and you're like you're always a newbie. I, I feel like in, in some in some way or another, especially with things that are because because they're changing so much. And that's the thing too. It's like I'm still learning this. I don't know. I, I I could have been in business for you know 50 years and I'm still learning stuff, right? Like it's not um, just because I've been in business for a while doesn't mean I know everything. And I think that's it's just having that like I don't know it sounds cheesy but like that childlike wonder you know about yeah. things and just to say like um you know I don't know it all and I can learn things from something from everyone and so I think it's just being open but I, but I think it depends on where you are in your business and what you're trying to learn so if you're learning like if you want to find more clients then maybe you want to find people in your industry that are find that are have done that right like they're finding clients they're 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 good at that but like let's say you already have clients but now you're trying to grow your community then you're going to reach out to people who've grown their community or something like that and then when you're in the next phase of business where you're like okay I've grown my community I have clients and now I have too many people like now what how do I get maybe to the 6 to 7 figure level then that's when you almost have to look outside your industry and go to like businesses like Forbes and you know like big businesses and see like how the multi-million million dollar entrepreneurs are doing it and so not that i'm there yet i'm just saying like <laughs> that's, that's where that's where i'm starting to like I'm, I'm going okay after 10 years like i should be like 
going and looking at the next level and not people in my space um, mm -hmm. because that's how I'm going to kind of grow to that next like phase. So I, I, I think it's depending on the phase. That. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I think a lot of people do kind of think that once they get started, it's just kind of like on autopilot and they can just keep going. So Never. I'm really glad <laughs> that's, that's what good you said. Like, I, think, yeah. I think that's what us entrepreneurial business owners love about it, that it always is changing yeah. or else we would have had, had the same job for, you know, 30 years and retire and do the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I think, I think we're attracted to that as much as we say that we're not. <laughs> I think yeah. that we like the challenge, you know, because otherwise who would do this if you don't like the challenge, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that something too that separates um, people that are super successful doing this online either just online entrepreneur or having a design business and people mm -hmm. who kind of putter out after a year or so are the people who really you know accept that things change and keep looking for different ways to evolve as things change and I know I have been following your business for probably three years at least, and it has been interesting to see how things have shifted just in what you are offering. And I even think that you are offering some things well before they became like what everyone wanted to do, like courses, for example. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I agree. And I think that's such a good idea to make sure that you're constantly looking, not just at people in your own you know, niche mm -hmm. and industry but outside of that as well to get inspiration on how to keep going forward yeah mm -hmm. totally yeah and i think that kind of brings us to today's topic a little bit because we are talking about sales funnels in your design business and i think this is this is something i don't hear of a lot you hear about mm -hmm. it all the time for like product-based businesses but i've never heard anything specifically for design-based of course, but um, I'm curious, Kathy, are they something you've always had, sales funnels? And if not, what made you realize that this was something that you were missing? Yeah, I think I think I thought I had a sales funnel until I actually built one, and I realized that wasn't a sales funnel. Because um, I think, uh, in a, you know, it's it's they've kind of been shrouded in mystery a little bit, like the past mm -hmm. like year or so. Um, I thought a sales funnel was basically having a free opt-in, having them go yeah. to you know getting into an email sequence, sending them through the sequence, and then pitching them at the end. Like I thought that was not yeah. a sales funnel. And actually, <laughs> if you guys are like listening, going, you, "What do you mean that's not a sales funnel?" Like it. it it, it sort of is right um but it's not what like when people are so excited about sales funnels and how they're doing really well for their business that's not the kind of sales funnel that they're building and so i think that once i finally wrapped my head around what it actually was that that that's new like um what i what i've built with my sales funnel is not what i thought like I said, not what I thought a sales funnel was. and But at the same time, I built it very intentionally for where I want my business to go. And so it looks really different, I think, than a lot of other people are doing. But um, for me, I had a very specific like picture of what I want, where I want my business, how many clients I want, you know, basically how much passive income or reoccurring um, revenue do I want versus like one-on-one -on -one clients. And then I, I, had, I made that decision. So I basically I had courses before I started my first course in 2013, I think. Um, and that was, 
it was cool and it was fun and it was easy back then, I feel like. Um, Because like, as Corey said, there really wasn't a ton out there at that time. So I basically, I just sent out an email and people bought it. You know, it was kind of one of those things where as just like with everything, it's so saturated now that it's way more complicated than that. And I started like around, I guess like the end of I don't know. I guess middle to end of last year, I got really over it. Like I just felt like I was screaming and no one could hear me. And and it was kind of like, I have this great product, but I was like, so does everybody else. And it was just, and everybody was giving things away for free. And so that was really, you know, disheartening. And I was like, ah, man, I can't even compete in this space anymore. It's like a full-time job to launch a course, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just doing it to help people, honestly. Like people were just coming up to me saying, how did you do this? How did you do Like this, like in early 2013, how'd you do that? And I just started teaching people stuff. And then I was like, wait, I should probably be like making money for this or <laughs> so it was kind of backwards. But, um, but yeah, so I think at the, the end of last year, I got, I was over it. I was just done with launching. I was so over it. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going back to my design business. And, um, that's when I started, I, I realized I had all these courses that I'd created and I saw everyone else making money and I'm like, uh, maybe I should do something with these, maybe not. Um, and Krista, like we were in that mastermind together. So you kind of followed me through this, like, whole, like, yeah. what do I do? And I was going to hire somebody just to launch them for me. Like I was, um, I was this close to hiring. This was, I guess, spring or maybe spring, summer, yeah, spring of this year, um, or 2017. And I was thinking, you know, I'm just going to hire somebody to just launch my courses for me. Cause I thought that was the only way to do it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I was, I was tired doing content marketing as well, because that's like a full-time job. All these things are like full-time jobs at this point. Um, and I already have a full-time job, right? So, <laughs> so I was, I was about, I was going to just pay somebody thousands of dollars a month to just run this thing, like just to sell it and do the whole regular launch formula. And then someone messaged me, um, through Facebook, a friend of mine, and she's like, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to do these live launches. You can build, build a sales funnel and run Facebook ads to it and it just sells on its own and I was like yeah okay sure it's too good to be true like why isn't everyone doing that you know and so but so I was I kind of just like like said okay cool I'll hear you out and she explained it to me kind of how it worked how this like it's called a self-liquidating offer at least this type of sales funnel, the type that I just launched um how it works, how you get people. You don't have to spam people. You don't have to, you know, sell. You don't have, there's no live launches. There's no, nothing like leading up to this big launch. There's no push. There's no, like, not this crazy content marketing all the time. And I'm like, you know, sign me up for that. Like, I want to yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's kind of how I got introduced to this version of a sales funnel. And, um, and it's since, and since I've launched it, it's been incredible. And it's just been awesome. I've, I've just, I've loved every, it was hard, like super, super hard to to make um but i've been so happy with the results this is exactly what i was looking for it was totally meant to be it's good to hear yeah so speaking of results (laughs) what um transformation i guess tell us a little bit more about that have you seen in your business thanks to getting the funnels up and running yeah so i i guess it it makes sense to kind of explain what my idea was and and why this how this fits in with a big picture so what i want really want for 2018 and my intention that i'm set for 2018 is to take way less one-on-one clients like i mean maybe a third of the clients that i that i take normally um and charge a higher premium for that mostly like 
you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollar range is is my goal. Um, take you know, and just really just hold their hand, do all the strategy, do all the copy, do all the design, all the marketing. I mean, obviously not me, but like our company, <laughs> um, and just really, really have this like boutique hands on approach. And I just think that that's where I'm at with my skill level. That I can. That's how I can really help people. But in order, I live in San Diego, <laughs> and it's really expensive <laughs> to live here. So in order to make a living, I can't just like yeah that'd be fun let's just say just yes to just a couple people and it'll be awesome you know I mean obviously it just the, the world doesn't work like that so I have to say okay how am I going to make money how am I going to make the rest of the money right like how am I going to actually afford to run this business the way that I want to and so in order to kind of support that lifestyle that business lifestyle that I want that's where the sales funnels come in so um that's where I thought I want to have um a way to work with more people for less money, right? Like at a lower price point and to build my community and my audience. But with that, I had to really separate out who I was helping because the people that I help with my sales funnel are totally totally different than the people that I help one-on-one and Mm -hmm. several people like while as I was getting this set up several people told me that that was a bad idea that they that one should lead to the other like I heard that advice over and over and over again and I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way like it doesn't and if that if this if your business or like your your version of of a sales funnel or setting up passive income whatever is like how mine is then just don't listen to that advice because um and i don't think it's good for everybody like i seriously had people calling me saying do not do the diy crowd but the problem is i was constantly attracting the diy crowd and it's not because i it's not because of really what i was even teaching but you guys the diy crowd is humongous i mean there's more business owners starting up every single day like than ever before in history like people are doing all of their own branding they're doing all of their own websites and as much as we like to ignore it and pretend that it's not happening <laughs> and just go oh you know Squarespace is gonna go away it's not like right like um, all of these things aren't going away and there's this whole like you know set of people that are being underserved right so that's where I was like I can do the DIY stuff I can sell sell stuff at a lower price point to hire to a higher volume of people I can help more people and I can still be a service-based business and still work with one-on-one clients and help them, you know, at a high level. Like there's no reason that I can't do both. And so, um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of a roundabout way of explaining the transformation it's made is that it's opened up that door for me to help both sets of people that I was already attracting. And also it makes me feel awesome because I'm like, you know what, you can't afford $10,000. It's cool. Like I get it. Like, don't feel bad about that. You're, you just start out your business. Why on earth would you spend $10,000 on a website? Like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to fool anybody into thinking that they need that when they don't, cause they just started. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I love that you brought up that there were so many people telling you that you have to be trying to serve the same people with your funnel as your services. Cause I kind of found myself in realizing that I was doing something similar even just a couple weeks ago and wondering if that was bad. But like you said, if those are the people that are coming to us kind of organically, why would we not make something for them and have it there? Because they benefit and so do we. So I love that you've kind of embraced that and were able to ignore all the naysayers and make something that really worked well for you. 
Um, but something you said earlier was that setting up a funnel was really difficult. You know, a lot of people try to make it sound easy with the funnel I have set up. I'm saying that in air quotes because I know I'll have changes to make after this. Even that was hard. And so I would love to know what was kind of the most difficult part for you when you were setting up your funnel and how you learned what you needed to know to get around that and maybe just kind of where you learned the basics you needed to know to get started with it all together. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I knew what was involved. And I think even someone could tell you, okay, you do this step by step. And, and there's people that have like, um, you know, the free funnel guide or something out there or whatever. And I, yeah. I think I think you can wrap your head around how to do it. I don't think that's the hard part. I really think, at least for me, I can't, I mean, I guess I can't say this for everybody, but for me, the hardest part was the offer and the product, like, right? Like it was what I was actually selling because when that is great, like all of this other stuff just falls into place. Like I think that if you're trying to push a product that nobody actually is convinced that they need, even though you think that they need it, like you're going to push and put, it's like, it's like swimming upstream, right? You're like, no, I swear you need this. No, no. Like I swear you really, really need this. No, it's really, really good. No, I swear. Like, and that's where all that sales, like yuckiness that most of us hate, especially like creative people. We hate selling, right? I don't know. (laughs) That's, I feel like that's, that's a very general thing to say, but I've met enough people to say it, but uh, at least I do. Um, but when I finally like landed on what it was that was just like effortless that people would need, that's when it all started to flow. So that was the hardest part, honestly, just figuring out, I had to figure out an opt-in, a free opt-in that was so like crazy packed with value that people would be like, what are you doing? Like, like it had to be like almost like so good that people are like, I would have paid for this. Why are you, why are you doing this? And because I spent so much time on that and, and I'll say it, I didn't just think of it either. Like I, I asked and asked and asked, I like, I kept surveying people asking, what do you need? What do you wish you had? Da, da, da. Like I over and over and over again. And I'll tell you, the answer is different than what I thought they would say. So it's a good thing I did that. Um, but I just kept asking, 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 refining the ask and saying, okay, this is actually what they're asking for. Um, and then it took me literally, I want to say like 20 hours or something to build that stupid opt-in like (laughs) I mean it was like I was like what am I doing like what did I get myself into this is crazy it took me forever so I obviously we haven't even talked about the offer but um but the opt-in is it's uh 50 free brand pairing guides. So it's basically 50 like little mini brands that not with like a logo, but it has like the different fonts that go with it, the colors, and then it has like a style. So like one would be like, you know, eclectic, and then it has all these little pairings. And I had 50 of those in a, in a download and it took me forever to create. But you guys, like it's so, it's so good that people are tagging their friends and like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is incredible. Like reposting it on their walls, like saying, you got to check this out. Like, you know, referring. I mean, that's the whole point. Like that's all free stuff, right? When, when people are just, you know, loving it so much that they're sharing it and they're thanking you for it. Like that, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, number one, it's like, yes. But and number two, think like it makes me feel good, right? Like I just helped yeah. all these people for, no- I mean, if they buy nothing from me, that's cool, whatever. But like, you know, a thousand people or something have downloaded it. So it's like, I've just helped a thousand people or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was one of the things that, that was really important to me, but I do think it was the hardest part <laughs> to, to figure mm-hmm. out something really good. Mm-hmm. I can see that. 
Yeah, I, oh gosh. And I can't even imagine all of, I feel like it, there's no way it only took 20 hours to put all of those together. That's intense. Yeah, I don't think I wanted to track my time on it because I didn't want to know like how much it was costing me. But yeah, it really, it really, and that was just a freebie, right? And then I was like, oh, now that I've got the freebie, like this class has to be like totally incredible. I mean, and I did it all really quickly too. So it was like I had, I, which I actually would recommend to give yourself a deadline line because otherwise I was not going to get it done like I like literally the night before I launched it I was still finishing videos and actually one of the ads that went live on the day that I launched it I filmed that morning at 5 a.m and I it just and I thought of it like the <laughs> night before the idea for it and it was I got up 5 a.m I was like waiting for the sun to come up so I could shoot the video like that's how ridiculous it was <laughs> and then launched the the sales funnel at like 11 or something that day so it was like is it was very much like deadline driven, but I guess I had to do it that way in order to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever works. Yeah, so you pointed out that there is information out there about creating funnels. And I think one thing that we all see is that it's mostly for product-based businesses. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for service-based businesses, it's a whole different ball game trying to set up sales funnels. So are there any big differences that you can point out just between the two? Totally. So um, I would say, like, if you can possibly think of your service as a product somehow, you know, um, because and not not necessarily like saying that like services won't sell. I mean, my obviously it depends on what your goals are too. Like my goal for the sales funnel was it for for it to be automated and not to take up my time. So. But you can add, you know, services on to something too. Like you could have a digital product that, you know, sells on its own and then you add in some sort of like upgrade of coaching or something like that. For me, I didn't want to add on my time at all. Like my my goal was to not add on time. So first I would think if your goal is to not add on time for yourself, um, then think about how can you get yourself out of it, you know, and, and actually have. But I think that for me, what was so helpful about um, Brand Designer for a Day, the, the sales funnel basically, um, is that it's a little bit of both. It's actually like a product. They download the digital um, the templates, but they also have a course. So it's, it's like a good hybrid of the two. It's like sort of service and knowledge, but it's also like a physical download. And I think that's really helped me actually sell it because sometimes people, when they just buy courses, they're like, what am I getting now? Whereas this was such a physical version of something, I think that actually helped it sell a ton more because they knew they were literally getting something, a, a physical product, not physical, because I guess it's digital still, but uh, they were getting a download and an actual template. And so that actually helped me me kind of wrap their heads around the value a little bit better. So it made that a little easier. So I would kind of challenge you to say, can you like productize your service in a way, Um, even if it's digital or something like that. But I would say if you do for sure, if you want to, if it is service-based, it's got to be done in a different way. It's got to be obviously a higher price point because you don't want to do as many. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also needs to be sold in a different way. So the type of sales funnel I have is called self-liquidating offer where it basically sells itself. Like it actually, there's, um, there's three, there's three different parts to it, but it basically, they go through these different parts. Um, 
Um, the other way, if you're doing, if you are doing service, so let's say I wanted to set up a sales funnel to find more clients for my one-on-one -on -one business for my 10K plus websites, I could do a sales funnel for that, but it has to be done in a way different way. Um, it has to, you have, they have to be sold to basically, and they have to be warmed up to. Whereas my, my current Facebook ads are pointing to actual cold traffic and selling them right from the ad. Like they're, I'm, that's actually my best selling Facebook ad right now is sell is for people who have never heard of me that are just buying the product right there, um, which is unbelievable. I, not, I, none of us mm -hmm. thought that was going to happen. We were like, all like what people are just, they're just, they don't need to know anymore because it, because it's like, it's like, it's a $27 product. So it's like, and, and I'm showing them the product. They're seeing that physical, they're seeing the template. So it's just like, just buy it, right? There's no there's no back and forth. Whereas if I would say, if it's anything over like a thousand dollar product, you have to, it has to be a bigger conversation. And that's where like the automated, like, uh, you know, evergreen webinars come in. Um, and a lot of what I've, and I haven't done that yet because I didn't really want to automate that side just yet. Um, but that's where I would look at, you know, you have the webinars, you, ha you give them tons and tons of, you know, really great value value on the webinar and then you don't actually sell them on the webinar but you have them do a book a call with you and that's where you have a sales yeah. conversation on the phone because me shifting uh, that side of my business to on the phone sales has I don't even know what and how many x my business because I I'll have phone calls now instead I don't do forms I don't have really people fill out forms I do phone calls all the time and I will say that, I mean, gosh, like five out of eight people probably book me when I have a phone call with them because I can just connect with them on a real level. And it's finally, that's the way you stand out, right? You connect with someone on a personal level, you talk to them, you see what they're struggling with, you see what do you need in your website? What do you need your website to do for you? And then you talk them out like all of the solutions you're going to provide, then it's like not even a question about money anymore. It's about value. So that's where I would say the service side, if you're looking to do high value stuff, I would, I would say probably probably sales funnel to a webinar that actually po points them to a call or like a challenge that points them to a call just like anything that like kind of points them to like that one-on-one -on -one stuff yeah I've gotten on I've gotten into that kind of funnel for I want to say one coach before and it it worked like a yeah. charm I didn't actually get on a webinar with her but like you were saying her um, services page didn't go to a form mm -hmm. her call to action was to book a call and if her price point was higher i'm sure she would have done all the webinar sure. stuff but getting on that call with her was a hundred percent why i right. booked and i mean it's going to be the same with any service people are going to be more likely to be agreeable and say yes when they're actually there talking to you and you have much more power when it comes to like selling those pain points and the benefits and all that right. good stuff so I do think that's a huge thing that people try to skip over when getting started with service-based sales Yeah, models. I mean, with, with, because there are so many courses out there, it just, everyone has to be talked into it because you're like, oh, I don't, because everyone, everyone has, they're so gun shy now. Even if it's like a $200 course, like people are holding on to that $200, like with a death grip, right? Because, um, yeah. and I, I feel them because I do it too. I see, oh, it's, it's $199. I'm like, I don't know. That's that's a lot of money. That's one ninety nine. You know what I mean? Like you 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 get yeah. weird about it because we've, we've either been burned in the past or I don't know. There's all these issues, right? And everybody's doing it. And are, they, are is this just smoke and mirrors? And so that's where you kind of got to break through that with that higher price thing. If you do decide to go there, mm -hmm. and especially service based, where there are where you are actually working with them one on one, they have to trust you. And that's where I think that video stuff comes in too. So if you're not doing the webinar, um, 
And I don't need, I don't know that they always have to end, end in a call. I was just saying if it's a thousand dollars up, I think it has to be a call. Yeah. I think you know anywhere from maybe two hundred to uh, you know whatever in the hundreds of dollar range, you can pitch it on the on the thing and have some bonuses and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think I think it totally depends on how much you want to be involved and how much selling and all that good stuff. But yeah, p- people are very are very wary and and with video it does and you know you know how much I love video. <laughs> um, I think it yeah. breaks down though that no. <laughs> like and trust or breaks down the walls and ha- and builds that no like trust factor a lot faster too oh for sure so i'm curious if you would be willing to give us a walkthrough of your funnel like how it all looks from a customer standpoint and how are how you're encouraging so many of those leads to oh, actually man, you're telling me that all my secret secrets just gonna <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, i guess someone could just hang up on us could just go through the funnel and then just see exactly yeah. um no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. But so, yeah, so I already told the basically the free um, opt in is the brand, you know, the 50 brand pairings. Um, I have right now I'm, I'm not doing any organic traffic like I'm not I'm not not that I'm not going to. But just right now, I'm all paid traffic at this point because we're in our busiest season or we're always busy. But we're like that. This is part of the problem, right? This is exactly why I created the sales funnel so that we wouldn't. So I, I, I could stop using that excuse of being busy all the time. Um, but basically that I am just like full on with my business with Love Inspired. So that's where I'm like, OK, this needs to be automated. I don't, I don't want to create any content right now. Like I just want to just turn this thing on. Um, so mm-hmm. right now it's basically we have several different ads on Facebook some of them are pointing straight to the opt-in like I said they're going there it's called lead generation so like the the face I feel like we're gonna get into like a Facebook ads conversation right now but um, I have a lead generation for some of them so they're just getting people to the free opt-in I have videos some are video ads some are image ads and then other ones are like engagement ads um, kind of like asking people I actually have like a bot set up a, a messenger bot that sends them to the freebie so there, there's that kind of version. And then we also have the actual direct to sale, which I said like earlier. So there's that's skipping over that part. There is no free opt-in. I'm just selling them straight there like this one-time offer because the actual price of brand designer for a day is $97. But if they buy it right then, either um, after the opt-in or if they buy it from straight from that ad, it's $27. So what? So basically the, the actual funnel part is the freebie, and then once they sign up for the freebie, they get to the Tripwire page, which is called, and it's the the one-time offer. It's $27 right there, which is like something like 75% off or something crazy, right? It has to be like really, really low in order for them to buy it. Um, but it's regularly 97. It's a whole sales page, has a video, and... Um, and you guys can see it if you go to designerforaday.co like you'll see you'll see the opt-in you can get the opt-in and then it'll take you to that tripwire page and you can see the whole thing um and then after that there's actually a one-time offer so actually after they purchase the brand designer for a day they get offered web designer for a day which is um the kind of the next level product Mm -hmm. and that is actually regularly three ninety seven, but right there it's for sale for one ninety seven. And to to be totally mm-hmm. honest, those I've only probably had just like a handful of the people who buy um, the one buy that one because that's a, it's it's a big ask at that point, but. It's it's just kind of offering it to them. It really it's almost it's it's almost like we know you're not going to buy this, but we're just like planting that seed because eventually they are going to need it. And so after that, so they get you know they get 
exposed to web designer for a day for the first exposure, right? And then it starts an email sequence that says, how's it going? How's brand designer for a day going? Don't you love it? Hey, let's, you know, share it with me, you know, well, blah, blah, blah. And then they get kind of, okay, now that your brand's awesome, you're going to want to, you know, figure this out for your website. So it takes them to through a whole sales um, funnel, not funnel, but a whole um, sales sequence basically through email that says, you know, that. And I, and I, I've been finding, I, I actually thought that was going to sell better than the than the tripwire. I thought the tripwire is basically going to liquidate by ad spend, which means it just pays for what you pay in ads. Mm-hmm. But it's been the opposite. Brand designer for a day has done way better than I thought, and web designer for a day not as good as I thought, which just also kind of explains that the whole pricing thing. I think that people are just no brainer on the 27/97 and then when it gets into that higher price point, that's where I'm going to have to do like JV webinars and kind of stuff to sell that. But honestly, like the brand designer is doing such a good job that I'm like, "Meh." You know, it's like it's kind of it's, it's yeah, when I see like an order come for, come through from 197, I'm like, "Oh, cool." But like that I mean, constantly even just as sitting here while we're doing the podcast, I've got like three different Stripe things saying that people have bought, you know. So it's nice. awesome. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. I was like, <laughs> oh, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, I went through because I was curious and wanted to see how it all turned out for you because I knew you were doing this. I went through uh, the, the sequence for brand designer for a day and I didn't know you had another step on top of it. But that is so genius. And I love the part um, about where you're kind of introducing them and and slightly attempted upsell with web designer for a day to just get them to see it. I think that's genius. And my brain's like exploding right now. And now I want to go do more things. Yeah. I mean, it's already created and it's, it's like, so it's there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely spent way more. I would say like I spent 90% of my time on that first one, but on brand designer for a day, mm-hmm. because not, 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 not on the actual um, course, but on the, the sales page, because it's hard. It's, the hardest jump to take is not from like, you know, $27 to $197. It's from $0 to $27. So it's to actually get them to be a paid customer. That is the hardest leap to get. And once they're a paid customer, that's when like, you know, retargeting comes in and, you know, all the nurtures, yeah. nurturing sequences and stuff. Because once they've gone from free to paid, that's the hardest leap. So I'm not super worried about that. Like, now it's just like okay i have i'm building this humongous audience of diyr people now what like now i gotta have something else for them right? so now i gotta build more sales funnels which is a whole other thing but basically <laughs> um that's my biggest problem right it's like what else what else can they buy from me because at this point like they they're they're loving it like i i've never gotten such amazing feedback like ever in my 10 years i mean of course you know people that do custom websites love it but they're, they're these people are just so grateful for this product and they're like we're so like thank you for doing this you know because they i just think they were so underserved for such a long time yeah that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all of our listeners are going to be exactly like Krista is right now, <laughs> super excited to go and get their funnels set up. So um, I'm curious, what steps do you think they should take to get started? What things, you know, do they have to think about um, just to kind of get their mind turning and kind of start from step one on setting up their sales funnel. Yeah. First of all, know that it's going to be hard and just kind of brace yourself. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. we, I think entrepreneurship is hard. So I think we're, we're over that at this point. Right. Um, but I do think that it's, a lot of like all of the, it's all the pre-gaming right it's like the pre-planning is is where is where all of the 
It's it's it makes or breaks it. If if you can have a good enough offer, I think all of these other pieces just fall into place. So I would spend almost all your time doing that. But I do think that the first place to start before you even just start planning that out is what do you want your business to look like? Like, where does this fit in with your current business? Because I don't want people listening to create two businesses. Like, I don't want it to be busier and more overwhelmed and more stressed. Like, right, like this has to fit in with what your vision is for the future because you don't want to start this other business that's going to be like you're burning the candle from both ends either because I've been there, done that. I am like feel like we all have, right? Um, so that's where you got to go, okay, how will this support my business? How am I going to have time for this? Like, you know, just, and, and do I do I need to hire somebody for it? Do I need to learn some things? You know, those kind of stuff. Like, do I need to hire a Facebook person or do I want to do work organic traffic. Um, but there's a lot of good free information out there too. Like there's a lot of other podcasts and stuff for Facebook ads and then for sales funnels. And you know, like mm-hmm. I, if you can kind of soak in some of that information, but yeah, I'd, I'd say, do you want to have a service, you know, service based, like where you do like the webinars with, um, the calls, or do you want to have like a low end, you know, product, um, high value, that kind of thing, run Facebook ads. Like what does it look like for you? How many clients do you, or how many, you know, people do you want in your funnel per month? How much do you want to sell? just kind of like that pre-planning and just saying how does this fit in with my business and then that's once you kind of get the structure of it then you say okay now I need to like hit the pavement start like you know virtually knocking on doors (laughs) and asking people what they need what that who that people who the people I want to serve if you do want to serve the people that are eventually going to hire you totally cool you just got to figure out where they're at before they're getting ready to hire you so like what's that product right before it's like the um the prequel, right? Is that what it is when it's like before, like a the, like the Star Wars, like the, yeah. the, the trilogy or whatever. Um, so like figure out what like that the prequel is before they hire you, and that's like where you want to get them in at, and then just go. What do you need? Like, what are you frustrated about? What do you wish that you had help with? You know, just really dig digging in, um, and don't actually say what product you want me to make because nobody knows that. They just know what their problems are. Mm-hmm. So just really, really focusing on what are their problems they're having right now. What are they frustrated with? What's their where's their head at? Like, what's their mind mind space. Um, and then, then you could create for something for that. And then, yeah, I think the, the, I would actually think probably of the product first and then the opt-in because you don't, you also don't want the opt-in to solve the product's problem. That was really hard for me to do. Like that was really hard for me to figure out because it's really easy to go, okay, I'm just going to show a piece of my product. But a lot of times the problem with that is when you do that, then they're like, oh, I don't need it anymore because you already solved my problem. So it cannot solve the problem that your product solves. So like the brand pairing guide is awesome. It's totally a cool standalone, but it does not solve what brand designer for a day does. So that's it. Ha- they have to they have to sort of go together. They have to be two two problems they have, but almost separate problems in order for them to flow together too. It's almost like is are you looking at the opt-in kind of as like the step one? Would you let's see here because they can take what they learned in in the opt-in and use it in brand designer for a day, right? Like they would take the the pairings they chose and kind of apply that later on, or do you kind of have them start from scratch once they get in That's there? That's a good question. Um, I think it could, I think it could go both ways. I think it's it's enough value mm-hmm. that it could be a standalone standalone value that it's not like oh I gave you one piece but if you want the other piece you know here like it's it's, yeah. it's hidden yeah. up underneath my skirt you know like that whole thing it's like I hate that right like I'm sure everyone hates that so yeah. it's like this yep. this here this is some awesomeness just have it right yeah. so it's it's the standalone way, sure. on its own but yeah you're right I think it could be a step it, it is a stepping stone it, it most most importantly it attracts the same people 
So the same people that yeah. need help with like putting fonts together because they're so overwhelmed with all. And that was like a lot of my ad copy was like, do you just see thousands of fonts yeah. and you have no idea what you want? Like that was really like what the ad <laughs> copy was being overwhelmed. Right. So they're going to be overwhelmed mm -hmm. because they can't pick all the fonts because they're doing it themselves. And then they're also now once they kind of maybe think of some some fonts, pick some fonts. Yeah, now now they now they need a little bit more help, and they need more of the strategy and like some of the brand templates because they're not like as design savvy. Yeah, so much good stuff. My brain's exploding. <laughs> so before that actually happens, <laughs> I am sure all of our listeners are going to want to go keep up with you, see, watch you with this next step of your business, maybe stop your funnels a little. <laughs> so where can they go to learn more about you and see all that good stuff and keep up with you? Yeah, online? so the, my main business, Love Inspired, is love-inspired.com for the D inspired. Um, and I was like, I say it so fast. I don't, I don't know if I ever pronounce it right. Yeah. Uh, love inspired, uh, love dash inspired.com. <laughs> and then the sales funnel, you guys are just laughing at me. <laughs> Yeah. The sales funnel, the beginning of the sales funnel, the entrance to the domain is um, designerforaday.co, and that will basically take you to the 50 brand pairings. And then if you just if you just opt in, then you'll only get like the email, you know. Or actually, you'll see that you'll see the tripwire because you'll see the sales page, so you can, you know, stock it and click around and see what it's doing and all that good stuff. Um, and it's built on ClickFunnels. We didn't even really mention that either. But I ha and you know, mm -hmm. as a web designer, I totally could have built this all myself. I should, yeah. we should have mentioned that. Um, but I, de I designed it in ClickFunnels because I just didn't, I wanted to take the tech out of it. And I just didn't want to think about that stuff. And I don't want to think about all the pieces talking to each other and all the whatever. And, and ClickFunnels do has, does a really good job of upselling and all that stuff too. So I just thought, I'm not, not going to, I'm just going to leave yeah, it there. Easy. Eventually, maybe, who knows, I could maybe mm -hmm. build it myself, but I just want to make it easy as possible as I could <laughs> for now. So that's yeah. where it is. But um, yeah, so that's designerforaday.co. And then also I love YouTube. So I love doing videos and stuff on YouTube. I love it. Um, and that's actually yes. at loveinspired.tv. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this good stuff. We'll be sure to include all the links in the show helpful. notes. But Yay. thank you for being on. Very. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.